Hello, I'm Marilyn, and you're listening to my Lead Your Day podcast. For women with an entrepreneurial calling who are wanting to do more than just run their own business, but are feeling the pull, the draw, the call to lead. For women who are hungry for a higher, more straightforward conversation and redefining what it means to be a female entrepreneurial leader and to break free from the corporate patriarchy model that we have grown up with. A daily reminder to step up and stop reacting, stop hustling, stop just following and stop just surviving. I hope you find this a breath of fresh air and reminds you to lead your day, your year, your time and my big vision for you to lead your world. Now, as I record this, I'm coming to the close of my Lead Your Year Open Workshop. It's something I do about this time every year, the start of the year. Now, this podcast has been inspired by that very workshop with the intention to pop in your ears every day and inspire you, maybe give you a little kick up the bum, give you a virtual hug to lead your day every day all year. A bedrock year for a new decade. So today I thought I'd give you a quick summary of the key highlights of the Lead Your Year workshop. Now whether you took part in it or whether you missed it, maybe you didn't even know it was taking part. So I thought I'd do a little bit of the best of the training bits. Uh, because you might be listening to this at any time of the year and I'm going to make it work for any time you are going into a new season or you're pivoting or you're just wanting a little bit more clarity and then a strategy to you know, put around that. I've got a mini version of the workbook that you can download and keep. It'll be in the show notes, of course. Now, the premise of this training is that, well, deep down, most business owners, and I'm talking to you, have a dream to be more than self-employed. You didn't step out just to, you know, from employment, no matter how senior we were, just to be self-employed by yourself. But firstly, so many of us need our businesses to take off in the first place. And some of us aren't even on the runway yet. And that's okay. Now, planning or even thinking strategically doesn't come naturally to everyone. And I get that. If you've ever done the Strengths Finder test, you'll see strategy as one of the strengths, which I happen to have. I love it. But whether it's a strength or not is a vital part of running your business. No, I'll say that again. It's a vital part of you leading your business. It's too easy to just be a worker bee, to be self-employed. So the whole purpose of this episode is to get you thinking and planning strategically. So here's what I want you to do. Listen to this podcast all the way through first. Then go to your computer and go to my website and download the show notes, which is the mini workbook for this particular episode, episode two. Now, I suggest you take the next hour or two, if you can, to work your way through this workbook plan. It guides you through. And preferably take the next hour or two, if you can, to work your way through this workbook planner. Why now? Well, because you've probably been inspired by listening to me, and I find that's a good time to flow with that inspiration and increase in energy. See, often we sit down to do tasks in our business. When we've not got that flow or that inspiration, you can always tell when you're in, in flow because you've got that peak of energy. How many of us have had something on our goals list? or a to-do list and it's sat there for a while and you've not felt quite the right time to do it, then all of a sudden 
inspiration strikes and you get the energy to do that. And suddenly something that seemed so difficult was done very quickly. If we learn to tune in that more frequently, we will find what we do every day just flows and just, it takes the stress out of it. Too often, and I'm going to talk about this a lot over this year, is we've adopted this very patriarchal, very dictatorial method of leading our businesses and leading our lives. And we've seen everything as really hard work and really, we use the words like discipline. I've got to be more disciplined or use more willpower. Well, I'm here to say that that's not the way and we've been taught wrong. If you can do it now, great. But if you can't, I would say grab your calendar and block off some time in the next few days. And choose a time when you know you'll be thinking clearly. For me, that's usually early early morning around 6am or Sunday afternoons when I have loads of time and i am not got the pressure uh, from family or business or life to do much else. Now, this is a good time to put on some music to help you think. I don't always use music when I'm doing work. Sometimes I need silence. But I also have a productivity playlist that's full of Baroque classical music. I love classical music. And I've been told that Baroque in particular has a beat that is in rhythm with an at-ease heartbeat. Mozart, Brahms, Vivaldi, those sort of composers. And if you ever need motivation, (laughs) put on this music and just watch what happens. Also grab a big glass of water, a pencil and a razor. I like to do all my planning in pencil and have a pencil that you love using. It's not going to break all the time, but stays nice and sharp. I use a one of those click pencils and uh, plus your calendar and diary or even a calculator. Now, remember, there is no right way to do this. So those of you with perfectionist personalities, I want you to stay awake to that. Okay, are you ready? Step one. Now, each step refers to a different page in the workbook. So this one, we're going to look back briefly over the last 12 months or whatever period you like, really. Now, this gives us a measuring point but it should not form or dictate how you will go in the next 12 months. And that takes a bit of practice and a lot of self-awareness to do. But as an entrepreneur, you need to know your figures, your numbers. And I love it. I'm not a maths person and I never have been. But as a business owner, I have, I have learned to absolutely love and be hungry for my numbers. Now, the two numbers I'm going to get you focused on here, now don't worry, I'm not going to turn you into an accountant, are your sales income, your revenue, and your audience. So let's look first at sales income or revenue. I don't want you to worry about net or gross or profit, just choose your gross income. Now, many women in business leave all this to the men or to the accountants. What about you? Challenge yourself. How are you with your numbers? Do you know them off the top of your head? Do you know your conversion numbers? For example, how many potential clients do you need to make a sale? If you know these figures, you can start uh, separating your self-worth from your results way easier. It took me a while to learn this. And especially if you're, try- you're only growing organically, you can be really affected by the fluctuation of followers, by sign-ups. And it can really affect your self-esteem. Whereas if you know that Uh, If you invest X number of dollars into, say, uh, Facebook ads and you'll get a, a certain result, you'll see growth and that will also build your confidence. So I want you to be really focused on your sales income and your revenue and how you get their conversion rates, uh, however you 
however you measure those for your particular business. And the second area is to look at your audience size. All businesses have an audience and this is your potential. And it's amazing how many women I know are just oblivious to what goes on here. And they don't realize that they can lead their audience. They can lead the audience size. They have a lot more control over this than they think. Now, once you've got your figures down, I want you to look at your wows and your woes. It's just my fun way of looking at, I guess, strengths and weaknesses and what you've learned. And what was great about the 12 months? What makes you say out loud, oh, wow, listen to that. I want you to, to really learn over this year to be in tune with that inside you and make a note whenever you notice yourself go, wow. All right, because you want to repeat that. You want to do more of that. And then there's the woes. What didn't go so well? And don't beat yourself up about these things. They're not always your fault. And more importantly, what does it tell you? And what could you do differently? Would you repeat it again and do it differently? Or would you just not do that? All right, so that's all I want you to do in terms of looking back. It's time now to look forward. Step two is our aspirations. Now, I've called that for a specific reason, as any goals that you set for a year are really just aspirations. Goals, as I teach it, are more shorter term than that. And this is a time to dream. And without a vision, even a fuzzy one, you'll just not have the momentum you need, nor the fuel to get through your wow moments. Now, it's really important what I just said, even without clarity. A lot of us get discouraged because we can't see the whole picture yet, or we haven't got the clarity, or we haven't got the steps. But trust the fact that you've got that vision to do something. I spent so many years trying to get probably about six or seven years before I launched my online brand, looking for clarity about, about that vision. What would I do? And it wasn't so much what I did, it was who I wanted to be. I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to express that entrepreneurism that was in my blood. That's enough. You don't necessarily have to have all the steps right now. Just a, a hunger and a desire to do something is your vision. And it doesn't have to be a save the world type of vision. For a long time, my vision was just, just to get, you know, to get enough income to help my son and I have a better life. Imagine it's 12 months on. And what would I, oh, wow outcome look like in terms of your income and your audience. And then we come to this thing called the wheel of well-being. It's my kind of corny take on well-being. And when you download the worksheet, you'll see that there's a circle there and it's split into three different sort of um, pies. And I want you to get a vision for each of those three areas. And you can divide them up if you want into more things, but the broad areas are you or yourself, your business and your relationships. And this is the section to get very creative. If you want to draw, you can, if that's your thing, or you could write a sentence describing what you envision or just a bullet point, you know, a list of ideas, or even you could come up with one key word or one key emotion that you want to feel for each area. Okay, so we've looked back, we've looked forward. Now let's look at today. Let's look at what we can do now in the present. 
Step three is your income calculations. And you are going to figure out how exactly you are going to make that income goal you just set. Now, this will stop you just plucking a figure from the air. Now, a few of my Lead Your World Academy students have admitted to avoiding this activity and it showed up completely what they've been avoiding and trying to get around and what what money belief systems are really embedded there. So hop to it and notice what comes up for you. All right, is a good emotion, is it listen in to what your body's telling you? Because it can reveal a lot about the obstacles that perhaps we need to work through to see this full release in our life. But don't reprimand that. Be gentle with it, but be aware of it. Now, step four is about marketing. Now, marketing is like food and water for a business. And too many business owners are starving their businesses. And that's, you know, they wonder why they're not making breakthroughs. So that's why once a week, I'm going to do a mini teaching or motivation on marketing. So for today, I want you to complete this consistency plan. What will you do consistently to market your business? Too often, I see people give up and, well, that didn't work, did it? You gave up just before the breakthrough. Keep going, keep going, keep going, but don't promise anything that you can't be consistent to. So if you're going to, for example, post on social media every day, all right, that may be too much for you. Maybe you need to only do it twice a week and you can be more consistent twice a week or once a week rather than every single day. So be, yeah, be realistic, but be consistent more than anything. So figure out what you will need to do daily. What do you need to do weekly? What you need to do monthly, quarterly? And you can see here, this is how habits are formed. And what one-off marketing projects have you got planned over the next 12 months? Now, in coming podcasts, I'll be chatting about my wave, woo and wed practices of relationship marketing. But for now, think about the different aspects of building know, like and trust with your audience. For example, are you actually making offers to your potential clients and how often are you doing that or you're just hoping that people would st- will stumble across your website are you actively bringing them into what you're doing do you have marketing activities where people can just get to know you <laughs> it's just like you can't sell to people as soon as you meet them and how are you building trust build all those sorts of things in uh, brainstorm what will you do daily weekly monthly quarterly yearly and what one-offs Now, once you've brainstormed on this worksheet, then set up each activity, and this is really important, on your actual calendar, the thing you look at every single day, because what gets into our calendar has a higher chance of getting done. If you leave it in a to-do list, if you leave it into a good intentions list, and I'm going to share about that at some stage, to-do lists are really just intentions. They're not they don't have legs on them. They don't have actuality. Now you can still avoid what's on your calendar, but if you do that for too long, you're not going to have a business. You take a successful CEO of a business and I, they usually don't have a productivity problem at all. So brainstorm in your worksheet, put it in your calendar and set it as a date for yourself and your business. Now, the last step is for you, you as the most important asset of your business. 
And what is your self-leadership strategy? I bet you haven't asked that before. We usually think of things, oh, I need a self-care strategy and things like rest and vacationing and health. They're all important, yes, but what about your self-leadership? Now, remember, the thing that takes out more business owners is not a lack of business tactics. It's not a lack of knowledge, but their ability to ride that entrepreneurial roller coaster or the emotional roller coaster. So with that in mind, think about how you can improve your mindset skills. And I would say mindset is a bit general. Think about your emotions. Think about your relationship to your body, your self-awareness, your understanding of how your brain works. I don't mean get a bunch of affirmations because unless you know what you're doing with affirmations and how your brain works and how your emotions work, that's a waste of time. How can you hone your leadership skills? And what about productivity and time management? And then there's the area of personality. Do you run your business with your personality in mind? Often we stereotype a successful businesswoman with a certain personality, and often it's based on a masculine model. But what if you're a more easygoing and more peace-driven? Thinking about this is so important, as so often we feel pressure to do things that our personalities just aren't up for. For example, if you're feeling the pressure to be full of you know, passion and getting on social media and doing an expressive live every day, because some course you did, you know, the person out the front on the video is like that, and that's their personality. And if you're a more introverted personality, then pay heed to that adapt it. Do something that lights you up. Don't take every tactic as the only way. Remember, people, you know, training you in tactics or selling you their tactics are doing so because that tactic worked for them. The magic isn't in the tactic or the system or the method. And people make a lot of money packaging up their methodology when the methodology was tied to a personality. And then finally, what support and community do you need? As business owners, we love the independence and freedom of being our own bosses. And yet the downside of that is a lack of human support. It's easy to get lonely without even being aware that that's what we're missing. So can you join a mastermind or a network or of perhaps other business women in your city? Think creatively. And ask, what sort of support and direction do you need? So we need support and community. We also need support and direction. And I like to think of support and community as sideways help, all right, stretching out sideways. Uh, And support and direction is more upwards. Are you doing it alone? Or is it time to get a coach or a mentor who's a few steps ahead of you, who could pull you up to their level? Okay, and also you could say what support and help are you giving others? And I could do a podcast on this on on its own is that reaching sideways, reaching up and reaching down. And then what offline events or activities can you go to? We fill our calendar with online things, but it's good to get out in the fresh air, get in our cars, drive somewhere, catch a train, go into the city, schedule them in, find them. It's easy to stay at home in our offices and beaver away, but it's good to get out. 
and also schedule in your calendar some regular strategy planning days and times. I like to call these queen bee days where we aren't being the busy worker bee. Now, I like to have Sunday afternoon for that. I plan my week. I like to think. I like to prepare. I could just sit and stare in space if I like, but I love strategy and I love planning. And so choose a time and put it in your calendar. Don't just leave it as leftover time and then suddenly find yourself a few months down the track, you've, you, you, you're overwhelmed again. And then you find yourself digging out, oh, where was that planning? Where's that strategy page? Where was that planning that I did earlier in the year? Then finally, what will you invest in yourself this year? I heard recently that it's a good idea to invest forward in relationship to your income goals. For example, if you want to make 100000 over the next 12 months, then invest 10000 like 10% of that, into your own development. Wow, I love that. It's, it's forward thinking. It's investing forward in you and in your business. It's amazing. There's faith involved in that. There's trust involved in that. But it pulls you up and onwards. So in closing, obviously there is much more than just these few areas to plan for if you are building a sustainable business. But to do the rest, you'll have to join in my next year's open workshop called Lead Your Year. But I hope this has got you started, got you motivated if you've not yet done that for the new year. So have fun. Don't forget, download the show notes and I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast. Because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.